If you are a businesswoman working to amplify your six and seven figure business from success to significance, then you know it's not just about the right strategies or the right tactics. It's more and more about high caliber people around you, your team, your collaborators, and advisors that can open doors for you and widen your reach. Welcome to your Circle of Influence podcast with your hosts, Dr. Monica Ogando and Amy Walker. Welcome, everyone, to your Circle of Influence podcast. We're so excited that you're here with us today. I am your co-host, Amy Walker. And I am Dr. Monica Ogando. So, Monica, how are you doing today? You know, I I just censored you. Because today, today we are talking about censorship. We're talking about how this affects our businesses, what we need to be prepared for, and ultimately, what is the relationship between big tech, big business, Mm -hmm. and our freedom of speech. And I think Mm -hmm. this is a really important issue and it's been so politicized that I think people are ignoring it or discounting it on one side because they're like, no, those people got what they deserved. Mm -hmm. And then on the other side, it's causing a lot of um, just feelings of alienation and being, you know, picked on Mm -hmm. and a lot of anger and frustration. The reality is I'm almost always somewhere in the middle when it comes to politics, but I do see this as a big issue that we all need to be aware of and that we have to have a strategy for. Yeah, absolutely. Now, see, a lot of times when we, when we say censorship, Mm -hmm. uh, people think it's like part of like the beginning of the end as far as like cancel culture is concerned, right? Or they think that it's completely erasing or punishing you for saying something that you deeply believe in, but that's not that it's a slippery slope. It doesn't start there. Mm-hmm. It could start with just being shadow banned, you know, on your social media yep. platforms where you're, you don't get the same reach and you don't get the same visibility as you would otherwise. And you have right. no idea it's happening until it becomes egregiously evident. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So, I mean, I think everybody knows the context behind this, but let's just spell it out just in case. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, several prominent right-wing people have been recently kicked off of several platforms and Parler, um, the social media platform. So we'll, and we'll say it too, Donald Trump is gone, but he's mm-hmm. not the only one. A lot of people are having their posts taken down. Um, a lot of people are getting that shadow ban and mm-hmm. then Parler lost everything. And Monica and I were talking about this beforehand, how, you know, Monica's like, own your platform. I'm like, no, 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 we got to be clear. It's not just about, you can't have all your, you know, all your eggs in Facebook's basket or all your eggs in Twitter's. They took away their website. Like they kicked them off of the internet. So they took away what they thought they owned. You know, they took Mm -hmm. away their, like their app is gone. um, Their website is gone. They literally, all of their people that subscribe to them are gone. Mm -hmm. And so, um, as we're talking about this, I, I would like to focus in on how do we prepare our businesses? How do we avoid even getting to this place yeah. and what's the social responsibility that these tech companies have? And yes. I don't have all the answers, but I sure do have a lot of opinions. 
<laughs> well, okay. So, so then since we, let me make another distinction too, because a lot of times people think that this is somehow violating their right to free speech. Okay? Right. And I want to make a distinction here. Your right to free speech means that the government cannot punish you, intimidate you, um, put you in jail or threaten your life and limb for what you say about anything or anyone, but it doesn't excuse you from commercial consequences <laughs> for what you put out there. Yep. That's an important distinction. Cause I think people think that if Twitter does something, whatever, that they're violating somebody's first amendment, right. And they don't have purview onto your first amendment rights. That's a government thing. Well, and the other thing is that I, I really think people need to pay attention to right now is you know, we all agreed to their terms. Mm -hmm. We all agreed to their terms. They can mm -hmm. change their terms at any point in time. So when we do business on a platform, yeah. all those things that you scrolled through and clicked accept, you should probably actually read those, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, because if we don't, then we put our ourselves and our accounts in danger because we're not paying attention to what the rules of engagement are. That's and right. we may be breaking the rules. Now, have they changed them? I understand that they have. I haven't like studied it, but I was just thinking this week, I probably should go and actually read some of these rules so that I'm aware of them. Not that I think I'm about to be banned from anything, but just, you know, good if they've know. changed rules, it's good to yeah. know. Yeah. Yep. So I want to also clarify something about the own your media or own your platform. This is something that uh, we should be doing anyway. It's just part of adulting. And here's what I mean. When you file your taxes, for example, and you send a copy of your taxes or you send the original and the receipts and everything else to the IRS, mm -hmm. don't you also keep a copy for yourself, just for your records, right? And don't most financial professionals tell you to keep those records for seven years or so? Mm -hmm. So I'm going to say the same thing with your email database, your contact database, um, your website assets and all of those things, you get to have a backup of those things in the case that your web host says that they no longer want to do business with you. You can take it elsewhere. Or if you need to rename your business so that you can do something else because you're pivoting your brand or whatever the case may be, then at least you don't have to start over from scratch. But that's just part of good business practices. You know what I mean? It's. I think sometimes people get their... Um, hairs up in a, in a wild bunch because there's, it feels punishing. It feels like a castigating practice. And it's just part of doing business. Sometimes somebody's crap is going to go down. It could be because of weather. It could be because of an act of God. It could be because Amazon doesn't want to do business with you, whatever. It doesn't matter what the, business, what the reason is. The point is, what are you going to do about it? And if you prepare yourself for those um, unpredictable turns of the tide, as it were, then your mm -hmm. business doesn't have to pay a price, price for that or doesn't have to be stopped for long. Yeah. You know, I, I think this goes a little farther. To me, it wasn't about the social media platforms. It was mm -hmm. about Amazon mm -hmm. because uh, like pretty much all of us, our websites are hosted on Amazon. And mm -hmm. if Amazon gets into the business of deciding who gets to be on the web and who doesn't get to be on the web, mm -hmm. that's massive control, massive yeah. control. Well, and that's so, why they're in that conversation about the like antitrust and they're getting too big for their bridges, et cetera, et cetera. It's like, you know, we, we love 
the growth that can happen. We're all entrepreneurs. We love the growth that can happen with capitalism. And there is such a thing as too big. Mm-hmm. Like really, like even in nature, when something gets too big, it's like, oh, here comes a hurricane to turn that tree down. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so you want to make sure that you understand. Um, I mean, but, but what I'm saying is that that's just par for the course is what I'm saying. It's like, how do you get in business and not know that these things can happen? And, and what I would add to what you're saying about, you know, you need to have a backup is you do need to understand that if it comes, yes, you could get kicked off of a platform and you could go find another platform and it would be harder and it could cause you problems. But when it comes down to your website, like you, you could get to a point where, and I know this is like very worst case scenario, you could get to a point where you don't really have an option for Mm -hmm. how to do business the way we're currently doing business, which is why I bring it back to the point of you need to know the rules of engagement and the expectations. And you, if you're in business, I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about personally, um, you know, trying to, because I had this conversation recently and she was like, I just don't feel good about, you know, censoring myself and not saying everything that I feel like God wants me to say. Mm -hmm. But the, you know, my perspective is when I go into any room and I speak to a group of people, I'm there with an objective and Mm -hmm. I know who my audience is. And when Mm -hmm. I know who my audience is and I know what my objective is, then as a responsible business owner, my goal and my aim is to deliver the message in a way that it will be received. And I think that has gone out the window a little bit in the last couple of years where people are just kind of yelling what their Mm -hmm. agenda is, right? Like I'm just going to be loud and bold and in your face. Mm -hmm. And that is not the way to have a message be received. So this is just me personally, but you know, I've thought about this a lot recently? Like, what is my, what am I called to say? Like, what's my position? Who am I called to speak to? Cause we're not for everyone. We really are. That's not. right. Yeah. And, um, and I don't feel like I, like my calling is to be an activist. I feel like my calling is to be a gatherer, like a, a person who brings together conversations and the conversations create growth. Mm-hmm. And if I go, if that's what my calling is. And so who I'm supposed to serve is people who are open to working together and they're open to collaboration and they're open to saying we have differences and we have to work together. Mm-hmm. So if I am incredibly vocal about my opinions on one side or another, I don't fulfill my purpose. The way yeah. that I fulfill my purpose is through being inquisitive and it's through fostering discussion mm-hmm. and it's through listening and creating understanding and building relationships. So for me to show up online in a state of anger and contention would absolutely destroy what my objective and what my calling is. Yeah. And I see a lot of people that want what I want, but are going about it the entirely wrong way. And so mm-hmm. that they're getting a lot of applause, like they're getting a lot of cheering from people who already think exactly like them. Right. And then it becomes like this echo chamber and you're not actually mm-hmm. uh, reaching the people or having the intended impact that you, you say that you want. Right. And so one of the things that I, that comes up for me as, as I heard you speaking, Amy, is that, um, you know, there's been this push for being authentic and showing up how you want and consumers are much more discerning and and they want to know who they're doing business with, et cetera, et cetera. And you and I have talked about this a lot, especially when you have children, when you have a personal life, they're, 
there are parts of you that are nobody's business. Mm-hmm. And, and even if they want it to be their business, like I, I, I get it and still none of your business. <laughs> right. And I'm not going to have, I'm not going to give you access to it. And you can scream and shout all you want about authenticity, but the answer is no. And so I, I'm very conscious of that, you know, particularly in, in safeguarding my children's privacy, for example, even though they're already grown, but you know, like you have small children. And so you, you, ha- you want to know where you stand because it can become a very slippery slope, as it were. That's the first point that I want to make about that. And then the second point that I want to make about it is that sometimes we look to public discourse for the answers that we need to get from private counsel. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like with your therapist, <laughs> with your spiritual right. mentor, with your friends and family, et cetera. And, you know, the, the validation that you get because your crowd is in an echo chamber and they're saying yes to everything that you're saying isn't exactly the validation that you would get by doing your own internal private work. Yes. And it's not sustainable. Yeah. Amen to that. Well, yeah, I just, I like, I cannot say how much I love what you just said right there because <laughs> it's, it's not creating growth. Like just beating your drum as loudly as you can does not mean that you're making music or anything beautiful Mm -hmm. that benefits anyone. Mm -hmm. And I think that there is an important distinction between crafting your message and selling out or hiding in fear. Sure. Because a lot of what's going on is not that the messages are inherently wrong. It's that the messages are shared in a way that is causing online bullying and threats of violence and, mm-hmm. um, you know, harassment. Right. And that's where you shift from being, I have an important message that I want to get out into the world and into, I am just being an online jerk. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. we, nobody is, is exempt from the responsibility of crafting a message. And I don't care how passionate you are and how much you feel called to speak and to serve. You don't get to just go online and be a jerk and think that there's going to be no consequences or mm-hmm. like threaten people or share information that, you know, it doesn't come from a credible, reliable source. And I know that there's a lot of controversy about like, what is a credible, reliable source? Mm-hmm. Hard to tell these days. You know? Yeah, right. Hard to tell these days. But we do have a responsibility when we are being vocal online, just like mm-hmm. we would. And th- this, I think, is part of the challenge. If we were a news station, um, we you've seen this happen a lot in the last little bit. People are they're getting sued for saying things that are untrue and they're having to do retractions. Right. And so there's always been a responsibility that when people speak that they can be held for libel if they say, Mm -hmm. if they knowingly say untrue things, Mm -hmm. but that doesn't happen on social media. So there's like, there's not that same level of accountability in place that we've always had when it comes to free speech. We've always Mm -hmm. had the ability to say whatever the heck we want, but then face the consequences if it's untrue or like I like I can't write you a death threat and send it in the mail and expect that I'm not going to go to jail. But like these sets of rules and laws that we've always had around communication, they have not been put into play really online. And mm-hmm. so you've got people that have just kind of gone crazy online and it's yeah. gotten out of control. And I don't think that social media um, 
when they started, I don't think they knew or understood what they would grow into or the power of it. And I don't think that they knew how to, how to put checks and balances in place. And so now we're in this space of like chaos and, and it is concerning to me. I will say I like, I look at that and I'm like, Oh, so big tech can silence any voice. I mean, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say that I'm missing the voice that they've silenced most recently, but that doesn't mean that there aren't voices that I would be like, no, 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 you should not be silencing that voice. Like that's an important voice that we need. Mm -hmm. So it, it's interesting, interesting dilemma. Well, I think that part of it is, uh, you know, there are some people who, who err on the side of being opinionated and feeling very strongly about their convictions and they don't want anybody to hold them back from that. Then there's the other element of, yeah, but what you are saying is inciting violence Mm -hmm. and it's costing people their jobs, their livelihood, or their um, peace of mind, or putting their children's lives in danger or a danger of harassment, even if it's not physical harm. That's where we have to collectively as a society decide what is okay and what is not okay. And just because I disagree with somebody doesn't mean that I want them canceled. I appreciate the discourse, right? Um, and, and, and I appreciate that they're visible and, and um, you know, verbal with it because then it's like, oh, okay, now I know not to do business with you. Thank you for letting me know, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, but that's my right. But I, I don't want you to be killed. I don't want your livelihood to be sacrificed because I disagree with you. And that's the part where it gets dangerous because if you allow that in any way, shape or form, and kind of like, you know, all of our petties are set up in a way that we kind of get private secret delight from seeing somebody get their just desserts. But at some point, if that's okay with you, it, it will turn, it'll be your turn soon. Yeah. And so you, you have to decide, is, is this, would this be okay if it were directed to somebody that I love? And if the answer is no, then it shouldn't be directed to somebody that you despise either. Yes. Like where, where is the common sense these days, Monica? Where is it? Because we're so determined to be right that we're willing to like stand by while wrong things happen. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like we want our side to win so much that we don't realize it, it. Like everything that the opposite party loses you have lost that freedom too. Mm-hmm. Like we need to stand together to protect our freedoms and to protect the things that matter. But at the same time, um, we, we have to show up and do better. So I want to read actually the statement by um, Twitter CEO, Jack Dorsey. Mm-hmm. Um, he said, he said in here, I believe this was the right decision for Twitter. Um I do not celebrate or feel pride in our having to ban at real Donald Trump from Twitter or how we got here offline harm as a result of online speech is demonstratively real and what drives our policy and enforcement above all. Um, And then I'm going to skip ahead here. He said, um, ultimately this is a failure on our part. And, and I agree with that. I think that, um, you know, they, kind of just let things keep going and keep going. And it's the problem is it's not just Donald Trump. It's all of the, you know, hang Mike. If hang Mike Pence is a trending 
tweet, like that's a trending thing that is calling for violence. Yes. You know, we, we've got to figure out a couple of different things, like for the companies, they've got to figure out what's the line and mm-hmm. clarify the line and then protect the line equally in multiple different ways. So if they're going to say the line is we cannot be speaking violence and they've got to, they've got to do that on both sides equally, but we socially, we have to reestablish the line because I'm telling you, um, none of us would allow our children to speak to another child on the playground, the way that we frequently are talking to each other online. And it's just gross. Yes. The best word for it. It's just gross. It reminds me of, um, if, if you'll allow me a point of privilege and totally nerd out on this, there is a quote that is often attributed to Voltaire. Voltaire was a French writer in the uh, 18th century. And they, it says, I may disagree or I may disapprove of what you say, but I'll defend to the death your right to say it. Now, here's the nerd moment. That actually wasn't Voltaire that said it. It was his biographer, a woman by the name of Evelyn Hall. <laughs> and so, you know, I have something to say about people appropriating women's intellectual property, but whatever, that's another podcast <laughs> episode. Um, but the point still remains that I may disagree with a lot. I mean, I disagree with a lot of things that people say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sometimes on the fundamental basis that it's just not lawful. And it, it mm-hmm. doesn't, it doesn't agree with universal law in that sense. Right. But um no matter why you disapprove of something, and it may be because you just don't like it. It has nothing to do with any kind of, you know, substantive argument or whatever, but they have a right to say it. And I have a right to feel safe. Mm -hmm. So you can say whatever you want, but the minute that you start threatening my well-being. Now I have to take measures against that. And, for, and some of, and you've seen this with uh, um, people taking it with the networks where they sue for slander and, and things like that. So what I'm saying to you is be kind and be wise and be discerning, but also don't be afraid to, if you're on the receiving end, don't be afraid to avail yourself of the um, legal and, and uh, commercial remedies that are available to you. Right. You know, can I add something into that as well? Can we also not overreact? Mm-hmm. Um, and here's what I mean by it. I saw this on my thread. I, I got censored last week, but it wasn't because of me. It was because of all the craziness that was going on in the thread. Mm-hmm. Um, because one person said one thing mm-hmm. and I wrote back and I said, I disagree. And here's why. And then people started like coming after that person. And then that person comes back yelling and it's like, okay, guys, like, with, is that really how it would go in real life right. that, you know, somebody says something you don't like, and all of a sudden you're like yelling at them and then you're mm-hmm. fighting back and forth. We don't right. go from like zero to 10 mm-hmm. in real life, but why do we let ourselves do that online? Right. So we have to replace this like civil discourse. And you know what? The other thing that I was looking at, I was like, why are you guys even talking to each other? You know, like in real life, you would just be like, whatever, that person's crazy. I'm doing my thing. You would not (laughs) invest time and energy into that. So can we just like, it is okay if you don't like a conversation to say, I'm not going to be a part of this. We don't need to like, just fuel the fire. This need to be right has totally taken over our ability to be happy and Mm -hmm. to be productive. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we talked about we wanted to have a listener challenge and here's our listener challenge for all of you. We encourage you to spend some time 
thinking about who are you called to speak to? Who is your audience? Who are your people? What is the message that you want for them to receive? And then how do you need to package that message so it is actually received? Mm. So our challenge is a call for a return to civil discourse Mm -hmm. and a call to follow like the social rules of talking with another person and put them into a business context. And then, you know, just to protect yourself, go read all the rules and figure out what they are. And what they mean. And and, and is it, you know, what are you agreeing to? What are you saying yes to? Which, you know, we do with almost all our relationships. Mm -hmm. We set some kind of ground rules or protocols. You know, if we don't want to call them rules, we set some protocols. And then we know if somebody breaks some kind of protocol, then there's a conversation. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. What happens with these things is that, you know, you don't remember Let's not say that we, you don't know. Sometimes you don't know what you're agreeing to, but sometimes you don't remember what you agreed to. And then you don't get reminded until it's too late. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right. Well, we hope that you guys have had, I wish I could censor my kids right now. Can you hear them screaming in the background? No, you're doing a great job of noise canceling over there. Oh, well, that's good. Cause it yeah. is, it just got like super loud. They are all <laughs> up in arms about something down there. <laughs> just silence that voice. All right. Well, we so appreciate you being on with us today and we would love to hear your thoughts. You know, like, like I said at the beginning, this is something that I think we all have opinions about. I don't know that anyone has answers to, Mm -hmm. um, it's a complex issue and we'd love to discuss it with you and practice our civility. So (laughs) we'd love to hear from you. What are your thoughts? What do you agree with? What do you disagree with? Mm -hmm. I love it. And I'm glad, and this is, this is a, a good listener challenge to engage in frequently, right? Like mm-hmm. even if you do just do it once a year, but it's just a good audit of yourself. You know, where are we at? Yeah. I do that with my husband all the time. It's like, am I getting canceled today? <laughs> <laughs> just, it's a good practice. It's a good practice all around. <laughs> That's funny. All right. Well, everyone, we so appreciate you being on with us today and we would love to hear from you. Come over and join us in our private Facebook group, uh, your circle of influence and join the conversation. Leave us a review. Let us know what your thoughts are. And we look forward to having you back again soon. Thanks everybody. Talk to you soon.